0: What's going on Spurs Nation, my international amigos of Spurs Nation. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we got a great episode for you guys. Got Mac Pena from Twitter. Uh, if you're not following him already, make sure to go check him out on Twitter at Mac Pena. We're going to be talking Spurs. We're going to be talking about this past season. We're going to be talking about some future outlooks, you know, and how we feel about what's coming up. Maybe talk a little bit of draft as well. Um, just want to let you guys know, though, we do have some summer goals over here at Spurs Film Room trying to get to 2000 subscribers. I think we're about 50 away from 1500. So you guys have been doing amazing on on uh on YouTube. I think we've picked up maybe like 80 or 90 in the past like I don't know 2 weeks. It's just unbelievable. So can appreciate uh tell you guys how much we appreciate that over here. Uh we do got a Patreon going on now. We're going to be doing a giveaway for the first 100 members that sign up for the Patreon, we're going to go ahead and send you guys a random Spurs gift. So you'll get a random Spurs gift in the mail. Um, If you want to shop some Spurs gear, some official Spurs gear, go ahead and check the links in the description below to Fanatics and Rally House. If you're looking for tickets for an NFL game coming up this season or a concert, also check out the links to ticketdistributors.com. That's in the description below. Again, you can also get your question comments on screen live during the show. Uh, by checking out the tip jar link also in the description below. All that being said, I appreciate you guys joining in. If you're um wherever you are right now in the world, put it down in the comments. Let me know if you're from Canada, Australia, Thailand, Croatia, right? A lot of you guys have been dropping um some weird um and like awesome places, right? All over the world. So it's just awesome to have you guys in here. We're all Spurs Nation. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, now let's get on with the show.
1: And Lift off. <laughs> hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta?
0: Watch this. All right, we got Mac Pena here, um, co-host of the At The Line podcast. With Ty Yeager and Noah mcgarrow George, who was on here last week. Uh, shout out to Noah. You also got a lot of stuff going on with uh Project Spurs. And we we're just talking about before um we got on we got on air, uh you're big in the in the photography game, man. I think it's like is it Hello Photography? Oh Hilo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilo, Hello. Hilo photographer, right? Doing a bunch of wedding stuff. I saw the Instagram not too long ago, man. It was that's
1: good stuff. So if you're are, are you in San Antonio? I am in the Austin area, but and, um, we travel in San Antonio, Central Texas, all the time. So yeah. wherever you guys are at, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, go we off. definitely do. I
0: mean, we're, it's a it's a real broad audience of of Spurs Nation here, but we definitely get a lot of um, San Antonio, um, South Texas. You know, so yeah, hit up uh,
1: at Mac I think it's Mac Pen Photo. Yeah, right. I think on, I'm thinking Instagram. I don't on use Instagram. Instagram very often anymore. Yeah. I probably should because I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, <laughs> you can just hit me up on Twitter. Like, I mean, Twitter is easiest. <laughs> all right,
0: so um, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, all right, Mac. So let's get into a little bit of uh, I want to talk about you for a second before we talk Spurs sure. and kind of talk about how you kind of got started over there talking Spurs on the podcast and and uh in the in this world and this content world that we're in right now
1: uh um, yeah what what kind of got you started in all this so it was actually Jeff Garcia um of uh, the Spurs zone he mm. um i think one day I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the back um but uh, i mean it starts off everybody starts off the same this at the same place like we're all fans and we all have opinions and we all want to do more and be a part of it and it feels and, and especially with a team or an organization like San Antonio where it's so ingrained in the city and it's it's part of the culture I mean everybody literally I mean you have you know nuns that do it to schools that shut down it's just it's all a part of the culture in San Antonio so it's ingrained in it mm-hmm. and um you know being that fan I wanted to do more I wanted to like experience more and and kind of and, um, well, not only being a fan of the San Antonio Spurs, but also being a fan of, of, of basketball in general. I mean, all sports, um, unfortunately, you know, I didn't get to play basketball, um, in high school cause I'm, I'm not the tallest guy. So I would, I would mm-hmm. definitely get swatted out of the gym. Um, so I stuck to my strengths, mm-hmm. um, but you know, enjoying the sport and loving the sport is, mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I wanted to dive more into it. And then, um, I know I had followed Jeff uh, on Twitter and, you know, I I kind of approached him. I was like, Hey, what do I have to do in order to, to jump on and and help out and, you know, maybe write a couple of things or or do some stuff for you. And um, he, you know, he, he gave me a shot. He gave me an opportunity and I wrote some stuff and then I continued on and I I did, I did some more things for him. And eventually where he, he offered me a spot to, you know, cover the Spurs um, or, you know, write some articles for, for the Spurs zone. And so that kind of opened the door for it, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of started writing some more stuff and getting more involved. And people started following me for for whatever reason, whether it's to shit on my takes, and <laughs> or whether it's you know it's to agree with me and and continue on. Um, and and that kind of that that started growing, and that started uh you know fostering that that all that passion there that there is for for writing and being in content making, um. <clears throat> And from there, that's when I met uh, Ty Yeager, which is my other co host uh, for At the Line podcast. And then um, I met Noah a little bit further down. Because um, if, if you guys don't know already, there's there's a ton of avenue or there's a ton of um, uh, websites that are not only websites, but news stations and, and content sites that are covering the Spurs and covering the Basketball Association. Uh, you know, you have fans cited one of them, you have. Uh, yeah air alamo i mean you have pounding the rock you have air alamo you have the the, the actual beat writers from news 4 express news um mm-hmm. then you have you know jeff with, with uh news 4 so you have mm-hmm. all these people that are covering and it's kind of like a, a big inner circle you know all these people kind of get together and you know they, they talk about this stuff and they all kind of float around the same the same circles and so you know you start meeting other people from from other other news sites or, or other content sites, uh, you know, like at Project Spurs, you know, with Michael DeLeon, um and Benjamin Borstein, who's doing a lot of draft coverage. Um and, and then you start meeting people like Tom Petrini, who's who's kind of like the godfather of of Spurs Twitter. Um <laughs> so it's just like it, it, it you you start meeting all these people that share the same interest with you as far as writing, as far as content creating and discussing, you know, the Spurs um and NBA basketball. And it's and, and that's the thing that keeps you going is you enjoy, you know, some people just enjoy watching the game. And some people, you know, enjoy just, just sitting back and relaxing, you know, opening, you know, popping the top on a cold one and just enjoying it. Other people like to get a little bit more depth into it and start talking about analytics or even betting. And and you all have those yeah. those circles. And then, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's the content side to it that we, we like to get into it and start talking about and discussing and and you know, trying to bring different aspects and, and views to to what's going on, just you know, just like yourself, man. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you guys are doing, like you and Joe, um, that do these live casts and, and and cover the Spurs. I mean, it's it's fantastic stuff. I mean, this is this is where the you know people will come to first mm-hmm. to get any information or to, you know to kind of bring in their own. Um, to bring in their own opinion because you guys are, are are talking to the front line. You guys are talking to the people. And so, uh, you know, being on talking to Joe um, with two shots podcast, uh, you know, the stuff that he's doing, it's phenomenal and watching him grow and seeing, you know, his whole setup grow. It's, it's amazing. And uh, I think that's, that's one of the greatest things about covering the spurs. And especially in this environment is watching everybody just kind of grind and hustle and become successful. So, I mean, it's, it's, the, i sorry, I got in my soapbox and it just, no, no. Going, but uh, <laughs> that's just a little bit about me and that's, that's how I got into it. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you know, that's why I enjoy doing it.
0: Do Well, well, I really enjoy, uh, the podcast that you guys do over there and, and, uh, and yeah, man, working with, like I've contributed with Michael, Michael DeLeon is, is awesome. He's an awesome dude. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. And just like all these guys out here, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting joining When I started like doing podcasts, I first started doing podcasts like two years ago, and Mm -hmm. and you start learning who all the people are, all the pieces are on the board and stuff like that, and it's it's just it's pretty, it was pretty cool, and it's a tight community, and um, but it's growing, man. I feel like you know there's a lot of people who are now starting to like want to do more in the content world for the Spurs, and that's good for everybody. That's what I always say. I was like, the more content from anyone, the the better. It creates the community, it builds the the fan base. That's where I see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think uh, the ability to to put your opinions out there um, is starting to just explode. Like now you have the locker room app. Um, yeah. Even Twitter gives you like the ability to do the spaces or at least some people at this point right now, you have the spaces. Um, and then even NBA players are starting to utilize like their, their Instagram lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll just go on there and just chit chat and stuff. And so absolutely. Like I think the time is, even though it seems like it's, the market is completely saturated right now, you know, like, Oh, there's all these podcasts around and everybody's trying to do their own thing and, and stuff like that. I think, you know, the more content that's out there, the, the more diverse and and diverse your portfolio can be on who you listen to. And so, you know, and that's what I do. That's what I like to do. Even, um, you know, I'll listen to people that, that don't agree with, you know, my takes or that I don't necessarily agree with their takes, you know, and, and I, and I try to understand, What you know? Hey, why do they think that way? Or you know, they said something on on Twitter. Let me go take a look at their podcast and listen to Mm -hmm. to you know a more in depth explanation as to why they they think that. um You know, for example, I'm kind of going to shout out somebody here, or I'm kind of call out somebody here. But why they think Michael Porter Jr. is better than Devin Booker? Like, no, that's it's you you have to you know in in Twitter it's all short verse form where they throw a tweet out there. It's 280 characters and you don't necessarily kind of get the full context of what they're talking about and then you know then you jump on to their podcast or you listen to their podcast or you know you just come on here and start chit-chatting with them and then you understand okay now i see why you're kind of talking that you would that you made that that suggestion even though you're wrong (laughs) yeah you're wrong hey in
0: 2021 you're wrong yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) we could talk later down the road maybe i don't know but at this point in time it's not it's not even close it's not hey hey so all right so you got a san antonio fc shirt on yeah um yes so tell me tell me how's it going
1: um i mean they're doing pretty good so far matt cardone he's he's an amazing goal goalkeeper mm-hmm. um i love all of the the young talent that they have a lot of the homegrown talent that they have i can't think of any names off the top of my head mm-hmm. but um and i'm really starting to like like the support that um you know like the crocketeers are doing um there's also i think there's also like a, a segment of of the outlaws here that are that are taking care of it too mm-hmm. um it's, it's starting to become really really great you know mm-hmm. unfortunately you know all the stuff with uh I, th- I think his name is Precourt. I don't even remember, but all the stuff with 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 uh, Austin FC and how that came about, it, it's especially because Santa, um, Spurs Sports and Entertainment was kind of in in the running to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless of what happened there, I I, I do love the fact that like San Antonio is starting to show out for for San Antonio FC now. Yeah. Um. And they've they've been a great they've been a great team and a good team a good winning team. Unfortunately, yeah. they haven't really. They haven't won the, the, the whole USL yet at this point. I mm-hmm. think this year they they kind of have a good chance. They they've started off really, really strong. Um and they're looking really solid. And Matt's like I said, Matt is playing out of his mind. Um so this this year they look they look really solid. Hopefully we can see that you know that momentum continue. Um they have I can't think of the, the two kids. I think his name is Rodriguez or Alvarez that um he's a homegrown kid, he's like 18 uh-huh. and he's just he's a phenom right in the center. He's he's insane. Yeah that's so, what's up i i love i love going to uh to the, the stadium to the toyota centers i've been right.
0: i've been toyota um field. seeing a lot of pictures of games like on instagram just like people posting and, and yeah, it, it looks awesome man yeah, I, yeah. I haven't been able to go to a game but it looks awesome definitely want to go the
1: exposure is great um mm-hmm. anybody that posts anything out there and, and like i said like they're having tailgates out there and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then it's cheap i mean it's relatively cheap to go out there you know like mm-hmm. a, a spurs game will cost you anywhere from like 60 bucks to to more yeah. Um, whereas an SAFC game for a night out, you can go out there and it's 10 bucks to get in, you know, and sit in the bleachers. Yeah. So it's, it's it's relatively cheap, it's a great environment, and people are always vibing out there and it gets mm-hmm. loud and crazy. Um, yeah. and so it's it's great. And in San Antonio, we all know that San Antonio is a, a huge soccer, you know, soccer city. Yeah so um whenever you know the, the national team comes down or Mexico comes and plays, yes, the Alamo Dome sells out like it's crazy, packed, dude. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's packed. So yeah. I I know that that the support is there and um we just need to see it. I mean, people need yeah. to show up and, and and be loud. So, it's good.
0: Well, I well, I think it's trending upwards, man. Um yep. before we talk before we talk Spurs, uh one last thing I want to ask you about Sure. And I, I I hear you're a Saints fan. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Saints fan. Uh, okay, so so before <laughs> I ask you just, you know, the general like what's up about you know your team right now but <laughs> hey shout out Marcus Davenport Yeah. you you TSA yeah man first shout out I uh, I'm a road runner man so uh when he got drafted
1: in the first round what was he like 14 or something 14 or, the, the Saints actually moved up to get him Yeah. Like they gave up a, a a first round for the next year and then they I think they also gave up a player to get him to move up it he was has, I think he was the same he was the same draft as Patrick Mahomes uh um, yeah, I, I was looking at uh his stats, man. I mean he he's he's it's what his third year now or fourth year? What what is it? It's yeah, it's his fourth year. So he's going on or it's gonna be his fourth year. So he's going on that uh that 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 the last rookie, the last year of his rookie contract. So okay. Hopefully this year he plays out. He he's been like he's been really roller y Like it, uh, and that's so much because he's he's had some injuries and stuff, so injuries yeah. have kind of hindered him a little bit, hampered him. Mm-hmm. But um in in the the saints fan base right now there's yeah. people are starting to you know check out from from the mac the marcus davenport project mm. um so we'll see if, if the saints pick up his his fifth year option mm-hmm. um but he came out being being this or supposed to be this amazing you know generational generational player and um and i think injuries have really hurt him um, yeah, as far as like to his full potential, he looked in some of the games that he played last year. He looked great in the year before too. It's just every year he kind of has one of these stinging injuries, mm-hmm. and, and then just develops and it develops, and you know they kind of keep him out so that way he's fresh. and And when he does play, he's good. And there's there's been some some games where he's stinky, but um, um, for the most part, it, when he does play, he's he's a valuable asset, and and he makes the the defensive line really really great. Um, so so you so you're 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 an Austin guy. Well, got... I lived in San Antonio. I, I okay, mean, I lived okay. in San Antonio for for almost ten years, maybe maybe more. Um, I just moved to San Antonio, or I just moved to Austin recently, within the year, this past year, because uh, uh-huh. my wife got a job here, um, mm-hmm. and I needed to get in a job here too. So we, mm-hmm. we we moved out this way. I have family over here also, so it was just it was kind of the. The, the right thing to do okay
0: i was gonna i was gonna put the the west Lake connection up there maybe that's why you're you're a saints fan <laughs> for, for drew breeze
1: oh dude um, i mean that's the reason why i started following him like back in the day yeah. you know because because anybody from texas i'll support any any yeah. anybody any player from texas yeah. they got my full support regardless of what team they play yeah, but it's... uh yeah drew breeze for sure is uh, my favorite player at this point and then it's alvin camaro after that easily oh
0: yeah dude yeah. oh my god all right so um real quick we'll talk spurs just Tell me really fast, how what are your expectations for the Saints?
1: Uh, well, um, as we all know, Drew Brees is no longer around. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna go either one of way, one of two ways. Either it's mm-hmm. gonna go really great, and the the Jameis Winston experience is gonna be a total success, mm-hmm. or it's gonna be basically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when when it was with Jameis Winston uh yeah. or when Jameis Winston was there yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know and I don't even know if Jameis Winston's going to be the starting quarterback to go in I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw last year is kind of this rotating and not necessarily rotating but like we're going to see Taysom Hill Taysom Hill situational situational, a lot of, like, situational yeah. yeah Swiss army knife like hey if if you want to run a wildcat run the wildcat real quick gain a few yards if mm-hmm. uh if you need to you know sling the ball down it's going to be it's going to be Jameis Winston I, I think he has like I wouldn't say he has the the stronger arm and I would I wouldn't even say he has a more accurate arm. I just think he has more pocket presence. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's even kind of bad because Jameis Winston is kind of terrible in the pocket. <laughs> is but the coach still there? And- Sean Payton is there. Yeah. Okay. He's, so he's a uh he's mm-hmm. a, he's he's a quarterback's coach. So yeah, yeah. I mean this this entire offseason and last offseason and watching Drew Brees for a year hopefully has given Jameis Winston that next level in his game to where you know this means unlock him and i i mean we know we know what Jameis winston can bring at this point you're either gonna gonna get a really high scoring game from him or you're gonna get a really high scoring game with a lot of interceptions so it's like if if sean payton can learn to to tweak that and and minimize those 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 turnovers i think Jameis winston can be a really great quarterback i mean he he puts up points man even in fantasy football like he puts up points Either, either way whichever one you get you're probably gonna get a pretty damn
0: good pregame sh- speech from that guy, <laughs> that guy that, w that, that guy that guy's a motivator dude i <laughs> i like hearing his speeches man they're they're good just like drew breeze man was oh my amazing god. pre-game like oh my god like hype hype zone dude
1: man oh my god there was anybody you wanted to run through a wall for it was that man like yeah, that man bro. knew how to just light you and fire and Jameis winston he's 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 great in his own way. I mean, yeah. like I said, he got that. He had, he has a couple of clips out there that are like, what? Yeah. But uh, but he's also a great motivator. I mean, he's done a lot in the locker yeah. room within the past few years or within that past year. Yeah, That's like situated him in a point where, where people are, you know, consider him a leader now and, and he's, mm-hmm. he's a quarterback. So you have to be, and uh that's the type of guy you want. Somebody that's going to take that ownership of being the leader and, and showing out. And, um, and James, from the very beginning, once uh Drew announced that he was out, um, retired you know you saw even before that you saw Jameis putting in the work to to you know yeah. to to be successful so I'm, I'm hoping for the best praying for the best um, and uh, hopefully the Saints end up winning the division go to the playoffs again and we can um, raise the Larry O'Brien trophy again hopefully we'll see well hopefully Kamara
0: just steps up to the plate it should make Winston's life a lot easier all right Mac Pena on Twitter we'll be talking Spurs when we get right back hey!
1: We're supposed
0: to be having a fiesta. All right, Mac. I gotta check your pulse, man. Um, it's right. kind of what I'm what I'm gonna be doing this whole offseason is I'm gonna be asking everyone I talk to some similar questions. And one just is what you know, we can't we all know the negatives of this past season, right? I think everyone everyone loves to talk about, you know everything that went wrong and how everybody would have done this or that and would have made the team better. And, (laughs) and they all, everyone knows more than pop. Right. And everyone, everyone has, we we all know all that. So what I want to know is just like, if there were any positives, any building blocks you're taking into next season. And then Um. also just kind of like what you're excited about next season. Um, So a little bit off of like, okay, what we went through, what we got in front of us. And then, um, you know, I, I sent you the,
1: the rundown and I don't know if you're like on top of the how how into the draft are you? Uh, I'm pretty into the draft. Uh, okay. I would I would definitely not say I'm like a draft expert. Like there mm-hmm. there are some out there like Benjamin yeah. Borstein, um, Gabe from All Sports Talk, All Sports mm-hmm. Day Talk, or something like that, and um, Noah Noah Magaro George is yeah. is covering that thing. So there's yeah. there's definitely people that are way way mm-hmm. more um, educated on on the draft than I am. Yeah. Um, right now I'm just kind of just skimming, you know, skimming. Hey, skimming so, 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 so am I, so
0: am I, I'm not, I'm not like, I have no idea who the top 10 players are until the season's over until like the the college season's over. Um, <laughs> but
1: then I'll do, but then I'll do my research after that.
0: And then right. uh, that's what, what I, do. I do. I mean, I'm way yeah. too
1: busy right now to like dive into the draft and all these guys. And yeah. that's why I rely on like Benjamin Borsing and, and Noah to during the season, especially this season, there was just yeah. no time. There was at no at
0: time. It was game, no. game, 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 game. It was just there was no time. Yeah. Um, exactly. Okay. So, positives from this season.
1: Did, you got any? <sighs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I've, I'm always the type of guy. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm as a type of person that I am personally. I think I'm, I'm a pretty pragmatic. Um, so I try to look at things like as they are, and you know I don't want to inflate anything or or not prop up anything too much. So I think. There, there were some solids i mean like the right out of the bat dejounte murray we mm-hmm. saw dejounte murray for the first time probably being 100 healthy and unchained and he was an absolute menace like if he doesn't get all nba defense this yeah. year it's we all know we all know what it is the nba yeah. hates the first period uh-huh. because that man deserves it over a ton of other guards um yeah I better not say Dennis Schroeder up there. on Hell top of, no. on top of <laughs> Dejounte Murray or something like that. You know, no man, no. Like I mean, you can think of like maybe five guards that are probably Dejounte Murray has to be in probably like the top five yeah. best def- defensive guards. I mean, I can only think of a few like off the top of my head that I would even say that are that are even better than Dejounte Murray. But he played phenomenal and he re- elevated his game to a level that people did not expect him to. And going forward, if they completely give him the keys and say this is your team this is your offense you run it how you want i mean he's probably going to be a high teens maybe even 20 average 20 um 20 point scorer like right now this this season he he was averaging about 16 points a game so he's already up there mm-hmm. um so if, if he gets the more opportunity to to initiate the offense to run the offense and 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 you know have the ability to shoot the ball more Um, he's probably going to be, he's, he's a lethal scorer from mid range. I mean, the dude was shooting like, I think almost 50% from, um, from mid range. And he's, he's been working on that elbow shot. Like when he comes around off the screen and he just pulls up on that elbow, man, he loves that shot. That's like for the past
0: two years, he's been, he's been shooting that one really And and that's
1: the thing that you like to see. And that's, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the, the, I guess that's my main point is, is you like to see this development in these players. Um, and and that's the one thing that we've constantly seen from Dejounte. We've seen it from Derek. You know, unfortunately, he just had a ton of ton of injuries this year, and it just was not his year. Um, but even when he was on the court, that dude, the way he swings that that momentum in your favor is just insane, mm-hmm. insane. When 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 he's on the court, he puts that like he puts that W in the win column way faster than any other player on the spurs just because of how smart he is how how defensively tough he is mm-hmm. um and, and and how intelligent he is at basketball i mean the plays mm-hmm. that he makes are, are second to none yeah so um Dejounte's growth is is definitely and i think i mean maybe Dejounte should have been in in the conversation for most improved i mean obviously you have a ton of other players that were really good like christian yeah. wood and stuff but yeah but DeJounte definitely showed a lot from from the season and yeah. again he's he's a whole year off of his knee injury, like he's he's actually this is actually his first year back. Yeah, like last year he was he was just back and so he was kind of still yeah. still working minute in restriction all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like this is his first year, of like completely unchained and, and ready to go. And and he looked good. So Dejounte Murray was definitely um was definitely a really really solid um mm-hmm. solid positive there. Um, I would probably say. Well, we got to see how the off the offseason goes. But um, o- them opening up minutes, I, I think Lamarcus kind of that was kind of a good thing because of of what it allowed or what it gave more to to the younger players, even though we didn't see him a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it, eliminating Lamarcus from from the lineup uh, allowed more of the younger players to play, especially like Heldon and and Devin. Like they, they, they got into the rotation mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um definitely. Devin Vassell. That's another, (laughs) that's a good transition to Devin Vassell. He -hmm. has been a great pick. Um, and obviously, all these experts and, and, um, and draft analysts and stuff are are never going to give Devin the, you know, the, the the light of day or or they're never going to consider him rookie of the year because of how little minutes he got in Mm -hmm. the rotation. Um, but I think, you know, if you were to extrapolate like his per 36 minutes, he would probably be somewhere up there with some – I wouldn't say like Anthony Edwards or anything like that, but he would probably be somewhere in that like second tier from, um,
0: he'd from be like the rookies. Top, of he'd special. be like
1: top 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely mm-hmm. top 10, top 10 rookie. I mean, even with the limited minutes he had, yeah. he was still a very impactful rookie. Per 36? Um, Dude, yeah. Uh, he was uh, – defensively too, like he was just a monster. I'm not even looking at that. But I'm but I'm sure – I mean, per 36 is is – even if you want to do like the 100% the the per 100 possessions whatever yeah. i mean per 36 is, he's he's scoring 11 points so that's good mm. i mean for a rookie like he's he's getting it and his defensive i mean his defensive his defensive iq is just it's it's it's, it's also great so the so the spurs they have this defensive minded team where they have a bunch of wings that can you know that can defend the perimeter from 1 to 3 from 1 to 3 maybe even 4 and they're mm. just missing like one or two more pieces and so going forward, that's, that's kind of a, an optimistic thing. Like, you know, you have a certain identity or at least it's kind of starting to mold itself out. Yeah. And so you're kind of shaving away, shaving away, shaving away. And mm-hmm. you're kind of starting to see exactly what the Spurs have been doing by mm-hmm. drafting, you know, these, these longer guards, these, these perimeter guys that can kind of, they can shift between, you know, the one and the one between the one and the four. Um, and, and so going forward i think that's that's a good positive is you just you you have kind of semi an identity um and so yeah. they just need to capitalize on that now you know they have the draft and they yeah. have a ton of cap space um that's also another positive is they have a ton of cap yeah. space so it's like you you have the ability to kind of fortify your identity going forward from this point after 20 after 21 this season you know what the spurs team is going to be about and you're going to see a completely different spurs team hopefully
0: yeah, for the previous two years, man, we were struggling in that identity column or like yeah. in that identity on that. When we were doing the whole LaMarcus DeMar thing, those two years, um, you know, except, except for the bubble, uh, <laughs> we really didn't know what was what. We were having our worst rodeo road trip ever. Mm-hmm. We were like, uh, man, we were just losing to all the bottom teams in the league. Um, and it was just that was hard to watch those past two years. But yeah, no, definitely, uh, I agree with you about Dejounte. Yeah. Um, I think he was like that Spurs Nation MVP this yeah, year, absolutely. and just showing all that heart, hustle, and grit every single game, making yep. big plays after big plays, big steals. steals. Oh yeah, my goodness, man. Yeah, just,
1: he he was he was doing that Manu thing where like yeah. Manu just comes out of nowhere and does does something crazy, and and it was Dejounte this time.
0: Yeah, dude. And and his finishing at the rim, I think was the biggest improvement. Uh yep. and 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 when that's actually what let him kind of take those steps forwards, like scoring more points and, and all that stuff. Because hey man, like you said, this is the first year full season back, not only running the show, but this was like like Every every uh, style of offense that he had played in before this year was like a slowdown. Find <laughs> LaMarcus in his spot, execute yeah. here and there. You know, like it, it was a much slower pace. And you know, Dejounte is one of the fastest dudes. You know, yeah, that there is. You know, it's and, kind of crazy. And-
1: uh, like this whole entire team is is kind of fast. I think the only I think the, the only one that's like a little bit slow, but even still fast is Derek. But everybody yeah. else. Can like sprint down the court crazy fast. Yeah. It's
0: all right. Der- Derek doesn't need to sprint back as fast. He's going <laughs> to, he's going to step in front of you and take the charge and transition. Yeah, he's and, he's no slow mo. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he doesn't
1: compete with slow mo, but I don't yeah. think he's the fastest guy in the court.
0: Yeah. No. So just, you know, seeing DJ flourish in a system that I honestly, this is something that I, I want to, I'm going to be talking about a lot this offseason. It's just the style of play. I think it's going to change. Um, I think it has to change and not that we have to slow it down, but I think, I think what we, what we did this year is going to have to change, but it was a fast style offense that we played and it let DJ flourish. And he did, man, he took that step forward. I think that we're all hoping for, Yeah, you know, we're like, man, we, everyone really believes in DJ. We all believe in DJ. It just took him about 10, 15 games this season, I think. And then he started making everything around the rim, bro. Um, and that was huge. Uh, the identity I said, that's, that's. That's on the money, um, and all the pieces I think to the
1: identity that we're bringing back are are, are under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think with the exception of like, uh, you know, the only people that are not going to be on contract are going to be, um, you know, Demar Derozan. He's 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 up for contract renewal if he you know if they go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, and Trey Lyles. Yeah, and and and, and gorgi like yeah. those are those are the only guys that are that uh, don't have a contract going into next season. So I mean, it's it's, I, I mean, one of the positive things, if you want to put it that way or spin it that way, is like this team is actually really young. Yeah. Like for all the contract, the people that are on contracts, um, I think it was like twenty three is mm-hmm. is the average age. Mm-hmm. The Spurs right now average age is twenty five or twenty eight, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of the youngest teams that they've ever fielded. So that whole youth movement is already starting it's happened it's Mm -hmm. it's already it's already going so um you know we'll see what they do with with damar rudy patty and and gorgie and trey i don't expect trey to be here at all um gorgie (laughs) he was barely here
0: during the season
1: (laughs) the dude yeah the dude was like non-existent even though he probably could have played in some of these games um when we needed like a bigger four um, yep. you know, who knows what happened there? That that's another like mm-hmm. Damari Carroll situation. Yeah. Um, but Gorgie D- J- Jang, I think, honestly, I think he might resign or he should, at least it's, it's a pretty good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as Patty, Rudy and Damar, like who knows, I'm Patty's probably going to resign Rudy, probably going to go somewhere else. And then, um, Damar, I don't even know about that one. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see
0: how the market Treats Demar, you know, yeah. like how many teams are there?
1: I mean, to get them and all that type of stuff. After seeing the, some of these playoffs, like he, he should probably be probably coveted as as an extremely you know high free agent just because of the fact like some of these playoffs have they've been high scoring, but they've also also been low scoring. Like it's been stagnant where it's like nobody on the on the court can can initiate an offense, or, or yeah. like you have one person that's getting triple teamed and no one else is scoring yeah. anything. So it's just like. Mm-hmm demar DeRozan, you know yeah. the the mid-range yeah. master come and get him yeah he's he's there
0: yeah man he's he's a scoring machine he's gonna just give him the just give him the ball and get out of the way man and go stand and get be, be ready to pull it when he kicks out to you exactly um yeah that's yeah. why that's why teams like goals i was i was talking to the guys from OOC yesterday and uh, they mentioned like golden state and how he would actually be a good fit with golden state i'm like oh yeah
1: well imagine imagine him instead of wiggins with golden state like golden state would be Mm -hmm. kind of insane like once clay comes back when steph comes or obviously steph is back um then you have uh, you know draymond green that's just like covering the the center like you don't have to rebound or anything like that like having having just steph and clay being your shooters and how accurate and and insane they are like the best shooters in the world i mean obviously they're gonna they're gonna kind of propel any um everybody's play but yeah having the ability to like rely on you know that you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna knock down that three when you pass it out to steph curry or clay thompson yeah. like that's kind of a no-brainer i'd be like i'll go yeah. there
0: just, just just fit them really just, well just do what we did last year or <laughs> no th- or this year <laughs> but actually or, make them yeah except he's kicking out to guys who can actually shoot the ball and yeah <laughs> we, ha- we have five guy, four guys on the floor with him that want to put it on the floor and, and attack the rim so exactly yeah um, <laughs> um okay so so I agree man all those all those positives uh Dejounte I think the identity is is kind of taking shape uh now what are you excited about going into next season because I think there should be a lot of excitement in this unknown phase that we're all in right now it's like okay well what's gonna happen I think we're actually we actually are going to like transition into a different phase, you know. We 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 don't have LA anymore. That's going to be the first year we start off without Lamarcus Aldridge. You know what happens to Demar Rosen? Uh, but the storyline around almost every single young player that we have, I think to me is like fascinating. So yeah. there, there there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons I feel like to be excited about next season. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast a few times. Um, what are your kind of top? areas that you're gonna like looking forward to seeing when the seasons kicks
1: off yeah honestly like i i agree with you i mean it all comes down to or it comes back to to the youth you know um so like we've mentioned a couple of times contracts Mm -hmm. you know you you have a lot of the big contracts coming off of your books like literally the biggest contract that you have going into next year are going to be Derek white and Dejounte Murray, and that's Mm -hmm. because those contracts are actually pretty good and they have like a have a very high value like they're they're valuable for those contracts i think mm-hmm. um sports track put out something um for Derek white showing how like valuable he is as a player versus his contract and it was like the Spurs. he he would be normally according to, to that 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 article he would be like a, a normally like a 22 million type player like over um uh, every year because of what he brings to the team and the mm-hmm. spurs have him for like 15 15 to 17 so it's like it's it's they're amazing value, and the same thing. I'm pretty sure if you were to do the same thing with Jaante Murray, especially after this year, you would see that that the value for his contract is really great. So mm-hmm. what the Spurs are doing right now, as far as on the backside of the contracts, how they're building them, you don't really have a max player yet, and so you're, you're you're but you have the pieces so that way you can put around him with these like versatile guards, um, and the the money that's coming off of the books, the Demar money, the LA money the Rudy money, the Patty money, all those guys were making, you know, double figures, Demar and the and making 20 plus, And all that money's coming off of the books. So even if you didn't want to spend all of it now, but, you know, get kind of a, a mid roll, uh, maybe a fringe all-star guy and then save it for next year where you would have even more cap space or you wouldn't have more cap space, but you would have still quite a bit. And if you were to save money, this, this year, um, you could pull in a really, really high coveted free agent. Cause there's a lot of free agents yeah. that are going to be really good um, available next year. Yeah. Um, And so I think the situation that they're in right now, and, and I kind of mentioned this is, is their identity is they have the ability to, to really forge and, and just like calcify their identity. Like right now they can, they can say, okay, we are going to stick either with our veterans and continue that, that same old, you know, tire trope of like the San Antonio Spurs are, are old and they just kind of just blase their, their way through, or they're going to get really young and they're going to get way more aggressive and kind of push the ball, push the pace. And they have this, this young team that's still really, really good. And the pieces all fit and, you know, whatever identity you want to go with forward. Like I said, they're kind of becoming more defensive, versatile, you know, defensively varied and it's good. And so I think with that, you know, those two things: one, the contracts being the way that they're they are, and two, the cap space that you have available, um, really can can set you on a, a path of 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 being successful. You know, I think next year, depending on who they draft and and who they sign in free agency, you know, you can be a really successful franchise again. And, and I don't, I wouldn't say the the Spurs aren't a successful franchise; they just haven't won a lot of games. I think. And I don't say that they're 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 a terrible team. They've lost some terrible teams. I wouldn't say that they are a terrible team, but the other teams have gotten better, like significantly better around them. And so they need to do the same thing. They need to say, you know what? No more of this culture stuff. We have plenty of culture, you know, within some of our players. We have plenty of culture around us. We need to start start finding the right pieces that fit instead of saying, hey, this guy is a good fit or this guy is a Spurs player or Spurs prototype. It's like, we understand everybody can technically be a Spurs prototype. Like all these guys want to be in the NBA. All these guys want to play basketball. All these guys, you know, will want to win a championship. So bring in the guys that are going to do that or draft the guys that are going to do that. And don't, you know, offer these, these crazy loyalty contracts that, you know, are, are not going to yield anything in return.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we saw that like with the pow the pal gasol Mm. contract which is like why why would we do that for him you know or why would you give him that when when you know he only played a year or two and then Mm -hmm. you re-signed him and you gave him like 16 million like it just it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. um and and you know people can can mention the the patty mills contract but it's patty mills he's probably gonna retire as spur i mean he's probably gonna have his have his number in the rafters like it's it's just I can understand that one. Am I was mm-hmm. I happy about it? No, because I I would prefer that money to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, and because we have, you know Bryn Forbes, which is basically the same player um, as far as like what their uh, their their skill set is. I was like, but you know, it's Patty Mills. I'm not gonna Patty Mills wants to wants to resign and. You know for whatever Patty for whatever Mills he wants, to. Patty Mills can be the Udonis Haslam of <laughs> San <laughs> yeah, Antonio. Exactly. You know, what he's I mean? just there for, for towel waving again. If he wants to go yeah. back to towel waving, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not, you know, I'm gonna support him yeah. unless the Spurs pay him another like 15, 16, 17 million. I'm like, dude, okay, come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah, come on. I think like eight <laughs> to 10 is doable
0: ah. for Patty. I think I, I'd be willing to do that, like pay him a little bit more. Yeah. And you, you would pay like just, you know, a veteran, but don't ask so much of
1: him. I feel like we need to, we need to yes. ask less. Yes. But pay him good. You know? Right. No. And that's, yeah. boom, you hit, you hit it on the, on the head. Like it's per, like absolutely. You can pay him a little bit more, but at the same time, make sure he's like specifically in the role that he's going to do, which is yeah. just go out there 10, 15 minutes, shoot some threes, make sure he's hot and then, you know, kind of, kind of get his back, re spark that engine um but so, for him to initiate the offense and stuff no like leave him leave him alone so i kind of came around to this idea yesterday and that
0: was that i don't think we should this offseason go out and spend for like because yeah like the top free agents i feel like Demar's the best free agent <laughs> in this class like you know like all yeah. the other guys below him yeah they're good but they're not they're not like proven yet really and then they're all kind of like really good role players so what I I kind of came around to the idea yesterday that the Spurs should this season just o- overpay for shooting. Overpay for like the two best shooters that you can get out of this free agency class. There, there's a few in there that are just going to be pr- like floor spacers but that are maybe are also are also like, you know, good defenders, right? At least mm-hmm. at least okay defenders. Not like or Brent at least Forbes. Trying. Yeah, 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 at least, yeah, not like I mean and I love Bryn Forbes. I I'm not talking about talking bad but we all know like he get he'll get beat off the dribble and then it's yeah. just you know so we, we need long athletic three-point shooters and and then like it like i agree with you let's let's kind of keep as much as we can in our pocket until next year and then let's see what we can do next season so yeah
1: yeah um, and i think that's that's a completely viable plan too mm-hmm. like and and it, it, it might happen. Like I said, like if if you look out into the future, you're going to see that the next draft class is going to be really, or sorry, the next free agency class is, it's loaded. Yeah, and you have Kawhi Leonard, you have Kevin Durant, you have all mm-hmm. sorts of names. Obviously, like they those guys are going to be older, but you still have a lot of high names. I mean, just fantastic players that are going to be available next year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it might be a viable plan. It's the crazier plan, I think. I don't. I mean, people are going to probably be upset. Like, why the hell do we not, you know, go after this person? Because a lot of, if, if we want to get a, an all-star or somebody that's, you know, like a, a superstar or whatever, you're going to have to trade for them and you're going to have to give up assets um, or do a sign-in trade. Like, there's there's going to be more than just going out there and offering a contract. So yeah is, I, like i said like is its its it is it is it gonna happen i don't know it, is could it possibly happen it possibly could because it's the spurs we have no idea what the hell they do anytime so mm-hmm. it could it could very well that that could be one of those things where it's like it's it's crazy yeah it maybe too crazy to work like yeah it's, or it's it just, just so crazy it might work it just might work right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: so let's talk a little bit about let's let's wrap it up here and let's talk about the
1: draft Um yeah, I I actually see some comments. I didn't even notice this like right Mm -hmm. now until I pulled I I switched over the tab to comments. Uh And so like I see all the (laughs) I see all the comments. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: Yeah, what's going on, everyone (laughs) in the chat? Greg, Daryl, Cody, what's going on, guys? Um, Trevor, what's going on? Um, so the draft, man, I you know, I think that the Spurs last year, Brian Wright said after the draft that their approach, he talked a little bit about their approach. We got a little bit of insight there, and and he was saying, like, the question was, do you draft best available or do you draft need for the team? And yeah. he's and he was saying, Well, we draft best available, mm-hmm. you know, and then if there's like two guys, then we'll maybe, you know, evaluate which one fits the need right now. So I that which that, that makes me feel just like, hey, the Spurs aren't gonna mess around in the draft. If there's a better uh, like 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 I think this is the perfect example is Devin Vassell. We drafted Devin Vassell when we could have easily have thought, oh, Lonnie's the next guy, and then you know Keldon, and like, okay, we're kind of good at the forward, at the small, at the shooting guard spot, you know, whatever. But no nah, man, we went out and we got Devin Vassell because he's just like a a a, a prospect, a, like the best pro- Spurs prospect you can probably ask for. Um, yeah, and he he kind of fit
1: the fit what they needed too. Like, yeah. honestly, they kind of needed like a bigger combo guard. Um, and he was perfect. It just so happened that he kind of happened to be the best player available and something that they kind of needed
0: <laughs> his, his, and like, I think the Spurs value athleticism a lot more than maybe other teams. Cause man, like you had him and Tyrese Halliburton available, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at that pick. And I think they just went with like, bro, the wingspan, the muscles, the athleticism. And yeah. i I mean, I'm sure all these character traits and all this stuff too is, is Devin Vassell was off the charts and all that stuff, but, but he's the truth. I think Devin Vassell is going to be probably one of our best players for a long time. Absolutely. Um I think once they start getting him more involved and I don't I'm not pretty sure. I hope it's next season. I think he proved that like hey, he can take a higher workload and he's going to be all right and uh he gets that opportunity, but you know eventually
1: he'll be getting all the shots. He'll be getting more shots. Yeah, um, and and minutes. I think one of the great things about this year was that and I kind of mentioned it a little bit was the Spurs kind of went more um playing the rookies because we saw I mean Devin Vassell I think what he spent maybe like a game or two if that in in Austin like he he was on he was in San Antonio and yeah, traveling with the team in
0: Austin I mean oh, in uh, oh San Antonio yeah, like yeah. a whole
1: bunch. I don't even like I said. Like I said, maybe if anything, I don't. I don't even remember him going down to. Maybe. No, I don't think he did. Trey did.
0: They had that little Traded. like they Luka had that Luka, little
1: bu- the gobble, I think they called it. The yeah, G-league the gobble. gobble. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, Luka, he Luka. he's so Devin was the only or has been the only rookie that's like stayed on on the Spurs like with the Spurs squad. And so and he played. I mean, he's he got some minutes. He didn't. I mean, he didn't get a lot of minutes, especially towards the end. People were. We're screaming and yelling for him, which is absolutely fine. I mean, that's that's a valid, mm-hmm. a valid argument. um But he, I mean, he racked up some stuff for for being a rookie, and we didn't see that. We've never seen that from the Spurs. Mm-hmm. um And uh, I mean, since like Tim Duncan, I think Kawhi so, a little bit, mm-hmm. and Kawhi, yeah, and Kawhi mm-hmm. a little bit. So it's like it's like that was kind of the positive, and obviously because of where Devin was. I mean, he was picked 11, I think, is what we mm-hmm. drafted last year, um, and. And so he was already a really, really good player, and the Spurs kind of understood, like, hey, this dude is just way too good for the G League. There's no reason for us, and we could use him in the rotation. And so, and and yeah, he's. I think he's going to be one of those those big pieces going forward, moving forward. So, so he's he's the real
0: deal, and I don't think the Spurs can can put him in the back burner for a few years, like he no, like like some of these know. other guys that they have for good reason, like. Like, you know, Lonnie's taken a long time to come around for I think for a good reason. He he's shown a lot of reasons why he needs he still needs yeah. development, but yeah. like Devin is not that guy. Devin is ready to go now. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, we got him at the 11th pick last year. Mm-hmm. This year we're projected, right? Hopefully the lottery ping pong balls can give us something better than 12, but we're we're projected at 12. So that's kind of something I wanted to ask you too. Uh, like, cause I think I put a, a poll out on YouTube the other day, and it was just like, "What do y'all guys?" I was asking Spurs Nation, "You guys check out my community tab on the YouTube channel, and I'm posting stuff there." Like, um, what I asked them, what they, what do they want to do with the 12th pick? Would they want to trade up, trade down, or just stay at 12? Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, what's your? I want to know your your temperature on on the 12th pick this season.
1: So, I mean. Um, well, this, this year is kind of like pretty stacked with it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's top heavy, but it's been uh, compared to last year. It's, it has a ton of talent, even at like the, the, the later round lottery, like we are, or like the Spurs are at 12, you can still get a really good player at 12, um, without having to move up and and throw away a lot of your assets. Mm -hmm. Now, is that something you should do? Like, do you want to go for an Evan Mobley? do you want to go for a Scotty Barnes maybe, you know, or even Kate Cunningham, if you can get it. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. You, you, you move up and you give those pieces up. And because those, those Evan Mobley's going to be an insane guy. He mm-hmm. would fit the Spurs so well. Um, and that's honestly who I would, I would probably try to go for, mm-hmm. um, him or Scotty Barnes. Like I've yeah. been watching some Scotty Barnes tapes. Yeah. And, man, Scotty Barnes looking good. He's on uh, my and board. Think, yeah. And he has like a seven, two wingspan. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um, so so this year is one of those years that, like, if you really want to throw all your chips in, this is the time to probably do it. Um, although, albeit next year is kind of pretty good too. So it's like mm-hmm. if you can get away with, like, either keeping your first this year or keeping your first next year, you know, that might be, that might be a win. And it, it all comes back down to, like, what identity do the Spurs want to go with? Because if mm-hmm. they end up drafting somebody like Corey Crispert, um you know from Gonzaga who's mm-hmm. a phenomenal shooter mm-hmm. um but he's not so much of a defensive guy you mm-hmm. might you might end up going the route that you were talking about Rob like you might end up going just piling it in with a bunch of shooters right now running it back with what you have and you know you can hit it next year or you can mm-hmm. go for a bigger a, a big guy next mm-hmm. year um I mean but Corey Crispert isn't like a small guard he, he's he's like a six six eight six nine guy I think yeah. I think six, seven. six um mm-hmm. but he's a larger shooting guard and and the dude is like a flame from the three point line so mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be upset if they end up going that way like if if they end up going C- cory crispert hey that's cool i understand yeah. i understand what they're going for because the dude is that's one of those things where it's like he's both or he could possibly be the best available player and he could be somebody that that fits your need because you need a shooter mm-hmm. and and he's he's a lights out dude um, if they end up going with a big guy, like it, let's say um, you have Fran, uh, Franz Wagner that's there, or you have uh, Garuba that that could be there also. Yeah. Um, you have. I'm trying to look at it right now. I mean, who, Giddy. I mean, Giddy's not so much a defensive guy, but he's a big dude. So, um, so yeah. So Kai Jones, like, Kai Jones would be another great one. Yeah. Texas boy. So. Yes. Yep. So, I. You know, I'm. Top four coming, yeah, Greg. (laughs) Top four. Prayer circles all around. Yo, you know, turn on, (laughs) turn light all the Jesus candles in San
0: Antonio. We'll get them all lit up. (laughs) Top (laughs) four. We'll get them all lit up. Um, But uh, you know, my preference would be to stay at twelve, and I think there's, like you said, good talent, Um, and if the Spurs really liked one of those top three four guys. You know, they're mostly guards except for Mobley. Evan Mobley. Right. And, and I don't think the Spurs are, I wouldn't put it past them to draft another guard. Like, if they think that guard is going to be better than all the guards that we have right now, it's kind of like the Devin Vassell thing that I was talking about earlier. I think they drafted Devin Vassell and like, look, man, this guy can be better than everyone we have. Even though we have a plethora of guards or whatever, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to draft another one, <laughs> you know? Um, but I would prefer if we stayed at twelve. We went out and spent on some proven shooters. Um, not that rookies—you know—rookies have been have been proving lately that they can come into the league and, and shoot the three. Tyler like, arrow yeah, yeah. Rookies are, are more Robinson capable now uh, than ever, more than ever. At that point, at that, but I like us drafting like a wing big type big guy. Um, let me see. I have, I have my draft board right now. Some some of the ones that you just talked about are on my list. Uh, definitely, Scotty Barnes is there. He's mm-hmm. he, he looks like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but I kind of but he's not number one on my board or anything like that because I, I I would prefer. Anyways, but he's good. I like Josh Giddy. This is in no particular order. I like the fact that he's just a playmaker and he can make the game easy. For you and he can just make the right pass and get an easy bucket a little yeah. bit of Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton does that too
1: mm-hmm. and he
0: just moves the ball and he just you know, there's a flow to what he does and it just makes it easier for everyone else and yeah. that's kind of what I'm seeing out of him um, Moses Moody another guy uh, and Usman Gar- Garuba I like him mm-hmm. too
1: yep. you know so I'm
0: looking for more of like that type of impact in the draft I'd pay for shooting but I think 12 is a good spot I don't think we need to, I don't think yeah. we need to move up or or trade down for any reason. I think we should take what we can get at 12.
1: Honestly, honestly, I think I mean, you're right. It, it, like I said, like this draft is so good or it's it's it it can be potentially so good that even if you do draft at 12 or even 15, like let's say you move back a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever, you're going to find a good player. You're going to find yeah. somebody that's going to that's going to going to play and that's that's not going to be, you know, somebody that you lose Mm-hmm. Um, to the g league or somebody that you lose like that that like one of like nikola um milan that's that's yeah. out in you know the euro league like yeah. these guys uh, anybody that you choose at 12 is probably going to be be a spur for for at least their rookie year their rookie contract yeah um so so who would you say that would be your first one like who would you want bar none like if you're at 12 you get the phone call and you're like all right we're ready you know who is your pick like who are you gonna go for no matter what I think if Moses Moody is there, you uh, go for he, another shooting guard.
0: Well, he's a he's more of like a small forward. I think he's got like a seven. He's, yeah, he's like a combo. combo he's like guy. a seven foot wingspan. Um, yeah. and he can shoot the ball, man. And so I think I think he's more of like a forward type player. So, but who's who's got a stroke and his wingspan, yeah. bro? It's he's, he just shoots because he just shoots over a lot of yeah. people and. Yeah. He's like a three and D guy, and that's probably who I would pick if he was there. Um, then I would look at maybe either Josh Giddy or or Garuba or yeah. Usman Garuba.
1: Yeah, and and, and ex- like I'm looking at the comment and like exactly what John did Vier- is saying.
0: Look, Moses Moody for for his three point shooting and three and D um potential at the forward position um josh giddy for his playmaking and garuba just for his impact he's gonna yeah, have dif- impact he's, he's a defensive four. like i mean
1: mm-hmm. his defensive his defensive plays are insane um but like josh said like i don't think at 12 you're gonna find a, a franchise altering player like it's probably mm-hmm. not gonna happen it could um you know i mean look at this year's mvp Jokic is was a second rounder and he's mm-hmm. i mean he's a franchise altering player mm-hmm. not gonna say that's gonna happen um but I think he's going to be like another Devin Vassell, like a really high, maybe fringe All Star, mm-hmm. um, type of player that you can just you can rely on. That's just solid, um, mm-hmm. Devin that can be conducive to a title team, not just that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's honestly, I think mm-hmm. if if there was anybody that I could that I could draft, obviously, like if if I had the number one draft, I'd probably take Evan Mobley like with one. Um, but would I think you tra- would you trade up for Mobley if you were the Spurs? Uh, that's a hard one. He's, on, it depends. My it He's depends on my board. He's on my board. What they want?
0: Yeah, like, but it depends on what they want. Don't I think that you got to start plugging in shooters in this starting lineup, bro? It's like yeah. it's like you're 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 yeah. gonna do you're gonna do the Derek and Dejounte thing. I think that's like the only two pieces that are set in stone. Um, and then Demar, if Demar stays or leaves, but then other than that, you need to start plugging because you got Jakob. I think they're gonna roll with Jakob if if for as long as they can, mm-hmm. and he ain't gonna shoot the ball. So your other two guys, they gotta have they gotta have some type floor. of sh- a stroke, yeah. And so, so Pirtle or Mobley, and and Mobley is great and all. I, I mean, just, I, would, I don't know. I would,
1: I would probably run Mobley like at at the at the four position, or like a huge, like kind of like a Kristop Porzingis. That would be just cool. Have, just have, I mean, because he does have a pretty good stroke. He's he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's no Moses Moody or Corey Crisper, but he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably end up going with Scotty Barnes just because of how big he is. He can fit that four and he has a beautiful stroke. Like that guy mm-hmm. can shoot. Um, and he has a, I mean, his MIDI's is really good. He's coming out. I mean, his three point shot is coming down really, really well. Like from, from his workout tapes that he's he's putting mm-hmm. out. So Scotty he's a, Barnes would he's probably go of state, right? Yes. Right. So him yeah. and, him and,
0: him and Devin, him and Devin, the same college program.
1: Yeah. You have a good three and four right there. Um, mm-hmm. Uh so and he could Scotty Barnes can probably play the five, like if you wanted to go like in a small lineup, because you think he's like six nine. Um, so he's he'd obviously he would be a smaller center, but I mean he would still be if you wanted to run a small lineup like a like a death lineup like the Golden State Warriors used to run, he would yeah. be perfect for that because he could shoot the ball and he could play the interior. So dude,
0: Scotty Barnes out like running in transition, running on the wing, like that's that's exciting. Um yeah. him and Keldon. Kind of maybe can be like a little one-two punch at your at your yep. at your uh, small forward board position. Yeah, so I mean that's that's what we're talking about. All these guys are good. Like yeah. Kis, like Kis, Kispert's a great shooter. I I I wouldn't draft him at twelve, but I think he should be drafted top like fifteen by somebody. Yeah. Just yeah. To, by somebody's got to draft this kid because he's gonna be he's, he's he, gonna sh-
1: stroke it, man. You know what? I could see him going. I could even see him going before just because of like you said, like he's just an exceptional shooter. So it's like I could I could definitely see him or somebody falling because of him, and so that that only plays into the Spurs' favor. Like even if they they stay at twelve, yeah. So we'll see we'll see with these some of these teams that they they be
0: drafting all crazy man like Sacramento and Phoenix. Sometimes let him, they just let him, dude. Some of these yeah, teams have
1: gotten the number one pick like in consecutive years, and they they still shit.
0: Yeah, I know. So so so,
1: so. so we should be not and you here. know what? And I'm not mad at the Spurs
0: again yeah. drafting a piece that can be a big part of our future. Just like they did with Devin Vassell last year, uh Keldon was was a, a big surprise, but I mean, I think, you know, once you saw him step on the floor you're like, okay. Um Luca still, you know, still needs to prove what he's whatever he's got. Hey, do you follow these guys on Instagram like on their off season, or do you follow like what they're up to the yeah, players? Yeah. Luca's
1: over here getting tatted in Miami. Yes, area.
0: dude. Uh <laughs> on uh Instagram I saw that Somebody uh, had
1: mentioned he's gonna come back looking like Brandon Ingram.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way to go, but
1: yeah, but he's definitely getting there. <laughs> hey, but I th- and he's been he's been adding
0: pieces since he's gotten in the league to to that sleeve, and oh, yeah. um, I think that says a lot about uh, that sh- that says a lot about him, and I think that's like some part of him that Spurs Nation has no idea about. I think there's gonna be a lot about Luca that catches the Spurs. Fan base by surprise, and well, and like I, you were saying, like he's, he's not soft. Is I think everyone kind of thought maybe he was <laughs> shy or whatever. And yeah, bro, you don't get a like a, a sleeve,
1: a full sleeve, like in the span of like a year, <laughs> and and be soft. It's just unless not, you have an ink addiction, like yeah, yeah that's just that. But uh, like you were saying, so if they ended up going, I mean, Luca kid could potentially or probably is going to be that new power forward, like starting power forward at the mm-hmm. four. I mean, he he's he's great defensively. He played really good def- defense, and he he can score from you know from anywhere on the court. So mm-hmm. it's like if they ended up going with a Moses Moody, or if they ended up going with like a, a Corey Kispert, where it's like specifically shooting, that would be perfect. Like if you were to run, you know, your your Dejounte Derrick, <clears throat> Keldon um and then or DeJounte yeah DeJounte Derek Keldon um Luca and then Pirtle and then come in with Lonnie and then Corey Kispert or you know Moses Moody or even you know bring in or or put in Corey Kispert there like instead of um Derek so that way you have you know you have both Corey and you have um Luca that are able to stretch that floor yeah and then everybody else can pack the paint it's just yeah Yeah. depending on who you who you draft or or where you see Luka going you know you can go there's there's right now the spurs have plenty of avenues that they can they can go into if they want mm-hmm. to and really right. really solidify that identity so so moving into next season uh real quick just uh
0: before we wrap this thing up uh appreciate you being here first off mac yeah, for like over man. an hour man the time time kind of <laughs> got away from me on from me on this one um Shout out to uh, John Villal and uh, Joey Coco for subscribing. New subscribers to the channel. Really appreciate you guys. And let me see. I think we also got a tip here
1: from Gilbo Baggins. Hell yeah. Uh, Keldon is the Spurs future. Um, I think if he works out with uh, DeMar DeRozan on his interior game and his footwork, man, Keldon's going to be a bad boy. Yeah. So did you catch the ESPN uh, essay interview that he did like a few weeks ago?
0: No. Okay, so a few weeks ago he did a he did a uh, interview with those guys. It was, it was a great interview. I did a mm-hmm. whole like review on it here on my channel. Um, but he talked about ball handling is something he's working on this offseason, and also his pull up mid range jumper. And those guys were like, no, no, no more mid range shoot the three. And then he was like, well, I'm, I've already gotten like he didn't say this like this, but paraphr- I'm paraphrasing. He was saying that he's improved a lot on his catch and shoot, like when he catches and pull up. Which yeah, that's has. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think yeah. that that was the wrong attitude to have on that uh, on that comment because he's going to need that pull up jumper, bro. Like oh, that's yeah. the whole thing with Keldon. They kind of figured him out throughout towards the throughout end of the season. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that he's a bulldog to the rim yeah. and that's like his number one option, number one, two option probably. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, when he beats that guy off the three point line off the catch and he puts the ball on the floor, that's going to be his best look. His most wide open look is probably that one or two dribble <clears throat> off the, off the catch. And hitting that mid-range jumper so it's gonna be a sick uh addition to his game
1: no doubt and i mean like i I hate these sometimes people like the analytical people can get way too analytical because like the mid-range game is never gonna die i'm here to tell you regardless of what you think yeah all you stat nerds yeah it's never gonna die like yeah. it's never going to die. Uh, un- unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to implement in your game because that the mid-range game is so crucial to like slowing the game down, especially like when when you're moving the ball around and you mm-hmm. get a guy that, you know, gets lost in in all the the, the shuffle, like that mid-range game is always going to going to be there. So it's yeah. like you 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 have to especially as a wing, I think you have to have like a solid mid range game. I mean, we saw DeJounte start improving it. And so Keldon probably needs to just spend the entire summer with, with uh, Chip England and, uh, and DeMar DeRozan to make sure he can get that, you know, the footwork down. Yeah. So as Keldon progresses through his career, uh, career,
0: like adding little pieces here and there, dude, Keldon's, he's going to be one of our, I mean, we we don't even really need to talk much about it, but he's going to be a pillar, I think in this organization for a while. Um, Yeah for everything that he brings, like, that has nothing to do with basketball. It's just a winning attitude, that that competitor, that competitive nature. Shout out to uh, Daryl Sudol. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Daryl Sudol. thank you for subscribing to the channel. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, guys, so this is going to be it. Mac, before I let you go, why don't you tell all the listeners and people who are watching this live and also post live where they can uh, find your work
1: and follow you. Um, so, uh, most of my work is done on Twitter. Uh, you guys can follow me at Mac just easy. My name. Um, you can also follow project Spurs. That's where, you know, most of whatever I do is on there. Um, Benjamin Borstein is coming out with a ton of draft, uh, draft insights. So if you really want to get to know who's, who's out there, what name is, you know, the Spurs are, are kind of, uh, are kind of, Attached to Benjamin Borstein is another one. Um, he works with Project Spurs. He's doing all the draft coverage. Um, and then you know follow anybody else. You know follow Rob Draco here if you want to follow Noah Magaro George. There's a lot of people that are doing really great stuff with Spurs content right now, um, or that have been doing stuff with Spurs content. And and I think uh, you know if we can definitely support each other in that in that instance of of getting more people to come in, um, you know it's only going to get better. And so uh, again, my name's Mac. You guys can follow me at Mac Benya. Um, on Twitter, check out Project Spurs, ProjectSpurs.com, dot and uh, also their Twitter handle at Project Spurs. Can uh, can they be expecting anything from at the line? Oh yeah, actually coming out. Ty, Ty's probably going to kick my ass for not mentioning <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> no, I got but, you. I got you. We 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 we've, we've kind of been away. Um, again, like all of us do certain things with different outlets, yeah. and so it's just like we we're all over the place. Um, but we do continue on on continuing the show. Um, we're, we're always talking about it and Noah and I just got together not too long ago and, and mentioned that we need to do another show. So be on the lookout for another at the line podcast that's going to be coming around pretty soon. Um, and, uh, hopefully we can, we can all start, you know, um, everybody jumping in on each other's podcast and just kind of, kind of doing the same thing. Cause this, this is great, man. I, I love this type of format and I think this is, uh, this needs to be uh, more mainstreamed. Yeah, man.
0: So make sure you guys go follow Mac everywhere um, on Twitter, Instagram, at the line, the podcast. Check everything out he's got going on all over the place. Just to let you guys know before we log off that we do have some summer goals. We're trying to get to 2,000 YouTube subscribers. We're crawling our way there every single day. Really appreciate you guys getting about four to six new subscribers a day. Um, So really appreciate y'all there. We opened up a Patreon. Very excited about that. Where we're going to give our Patreon members exclusive perks to the show and getting on the show and private group chats and a discord and just all these different perks for our Patreon members. Also, we have a giveaway for the first hundred members. They're going to get a random Spurs gift showing up on their doorstep when they sign up to become a member. The link is in the description below. Check out our Patreon page. It is there. Also, if you want to shop some official Spurs gear, click the Fanatics and Rally House links that are in the description below. A lot of cool products. Get your Spurs swag from there. If you're looking for um, some tickets to an upcoming NFL game, a Saints game, a Cowboy game, uh, wherever you're at, go to TicketDistributors.com. Click the link in the description. They'll let them know that Spurs Film Room sent you. And appreciate you guys dropping the tips um, in our show daily. Appreciate that. It goes a long way to helping support the channel. And all these are ways that you can support the channel. We're trying to do some episodes for you guys Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I do have to let you guys know that Friday's episode will not be at six p.m. It will probably be during the morning or afternoon. I have to go to a wedding on on uh, on Friday, and that's the first wedding I'm going to go to during like during this whole COVID stuff. Yeah, so um, that should be interesting. But very, I'm looking forward to that. One of our assistant coaches here that I coach with in um, South Texas. He's uh, he's getting married, so it's a good buddy Mom, of mine. So I'm excited man. for that. But all right, Mac, man, thank you for hanging
1: out. Um, and we'll, we got to do this. We got to do this again, man. Got to do it. Yeah, soon. for sure, man. Like I said, this is a great time. And uh, everybody in the comments have a great one. And everybody that listens to this have a great one. And uh, always go Spurs, go. Adios, Spurs Nation. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. <laughs> we're supposed to be having a fiesta watch
0: this